is that you have to figure out how can I, how can I get some of this routine things off of my plate so I can go back to doing where I really add value, which is, uh, you know, selling to new customers, running a podcast, you know, being the talent as opposed to the tech. Hello, and welcome back to the Business Growth Accelerator. This is Isar Metis, your host, and the person you're listening to is Jeff Mendelson. Jeff is an absolute genius when it comes to creating automations to make his business more efficient. And in this show, we're going to totally geek about why do you want to build automations for your business? How can you automate the business? And what tools do you need to use in order to do that? And Literally, you'll see that the amount of time it can save you if you do this to the level that Jeff does it, or for that matter, for any level, can save you hours of work every single week. And all you have to do is figure it out once. So all you have to do is listen to what we suggest, implement it, and you can save hours of work every week in your business. Growing a business is tough. Believe me, I know. I'm a serial entrepreneur with three startups behind me. One went public, the second busted because of bad decisions by the CEO. That was me, by the way. And the third grew to $100 million in sales as part of a larger company that got sold. It took me 20 years to learn how to do it right, but now I'm on a quest to get you there much faster. I'm hosting senior business leaders, entrepreneurs, and world-class experts. Together, we search for gold, strategies, systems, processes, and practical tips that you can implement to grow your business. You will hear fascinating business stories, really funny moments, and lots of actionable business tips. Welcome to the Business Growth Accelerator. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Business Growth Accelerator. This is Isar Metis, your host. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I'm a total geek for systems and processes. And I really love cool techie things that save time and save resources and help me run the company more efficient or my personal life more efficient. And I actually consider myself pretty good in these things when it comes to building systems and automating them. But when I met Jeff Mendelson, who is our guest today, and I saw the level of his automation that he has in his marketing agency, I was literally blown away. Like I felt like I was in kindergarten and he was graduating from college. So I was very, very excited when he agreed to come on the show. You know, Jeff has been in the marketing agency world for 20 years. So he has a few aces up his sleeve and he's going to share at least some of them, I hope, with us today. So I know personally, I'm going to have a blast and learn a lot. And hence, I hope you will too. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun. You know, I know and I think, will. you know, and that thing about, you know, you know, grade school and uh, graduating from college, you, the funny thing is that for the longest time, meaning up until like six months ago, I was like, what, doesn't everyone know this? Right. And, uh, and it, it, you know, when it dawned on me when so many people were like, dude, that's so cool. And I'm like, no, like that's that this is like the, the grudge work. This is the, this is the stuff like, really, you're going to get excited about this stuff. And that, and that's when I realized like, oh my God, there's really something here. So, so I'm, I'm really glad that you made that introduction because it really took me a long time to come to that realization that the stuff that I do is actually 
pretty damn cool. I'll tell you something more than that. Like I said, I, it's not like for the common person, it's pretty damn cool. It's for me, and I do this. Like I have a company, we do these things. We build automations. We have a lot of systems connected to one another and you're in a whole different level. So before we dive into this, on, and that's gonna be really the topic that we're gonna talk about today, like what and how to automate in your business to make it more efficient. But before we dive into that, I said you have about 20 years of marketing agency history. What led you to your current point in life? What'd you do so far? Start wherever you want to start. Sure. So very quickly, you know, just going back, just going back a bunch of years, you know, here in Florida, everyone wanted to be a real estate agent. You know, one out of every eight citizens in the state of Florida has a real estate license. That's right. Insane, so I, by the way, I know, right. You, you know, it's like, you look <laughs> at it and it's like, stupid right so what happened was i decided like oh, i'm going to join these people and what ha what happened was i ended up getting my mortgage broker's license and i tried that for about a good 6 months but i had zero aptitude for it whatsoever i couldn't close my brother on a refinance thing like it, it, it like it was that bad it was really that pathetic but in the meantime i had made a great website out of it so you know like basically the guy at the brokerage tapped me on the shoulder he's like listen man you're you know, you're not really a good salesman. This isn't for you, but your website's great. Right. So I started focusing on that. I taught myself a little bit more about web development and things like that. And I got my first, I got my first taste of it when I taught myself how to use the Joomla content management system. And then I got a client in Orlando actually, who had like 50 Joomla sites with different clients. And she was just getting raped by her current developer who charged her like a hundred dollars for every little systems change. And I was like, oh, I can do that, you know, just pay me a retainer and, you know, go on from there. And that's really where I got my first taste of agency life, right? Where I was like, wow, I could really do this. And, you know, fast what year forward, is that? Oh, God, that Roughly. is about 14 years ago. So got it. So like yeah, 20, uh, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. So basically, I started the, all of this when I was still working in corporate. Got it. And the interesting thing about my corporate life was that I was also really good at what I was doing in corporate life. I was like the technical support engineer, the pre-sales engineer, you know, that guy. I was always the high level techie guy speaking corporate. And in between always getting into these companies that would later lay me off or, you know, just, you know, like they would flame out. I just found myself going from job to job to job and I just started getting sick of it. Right. And I was just like, okay, like I'm done. And then finally, when I got fired for the last time, 13 years ago, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. But then I had this really heavy realization. I'm like, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to get my Starbucks coffee? Yeah. Right. And you know, blessing after blessing came and I've been, uh, been pushing through this ever since. Basically what happened was I started out doing uh, web development. And then when I realized that, uh, you know, the better money is in recurring payments as opposed to one-time payments. Sure. That's when I started shifting gears towards uh, website hosting, paid ads management, content uh, creation, things like that. And I started shifting more into creating content for companies and doing all the activities that you need to do in order to be, in order to be a digital marketer. So that's really where it came from was building up, you know, like this business of like, oh, let's tack this service on and let's tack that service on. And in the end, it, we just became this full service digital marketing agency that you see today. Very cool. So it's really kind of like hard work crawling through different things and then slowly learning more and more and more stuff. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk automation a little bit. And I really want to start sure. with why, 
right? So a lot of people in the audience now, some are don't have a clue what I'm talking about. So I'm like, yes, we have automations in-house. We do a lot of automations and a lot of people probably in between. Some are in other positions, right? They're the CEO and not the chief marketing officer or whatever. So why would I automate stuff in my digital world of my company? Sure. So let's zoom out a little bit. You know, Isar, you have a pretty storied background, right? We're not going to go through your accolades. I'm not going to go through all mine, right? But the, you know, for the most part, we're all very talented people. We, we can wear many hats, yes, right? And what happens is that, especially when you start out as an entrepreneur, you think to yourself, oh, I know that. I, I, I know every aspect, A to Z on how to produce this thing, right? But then if you, if you do that, then you're the one, then you're the one creating, right? Then you're the one, you know, like putting it all together. And frankly, you know, some of that is drudge work. Some of that is work that you really shouldn't be doing because you can pay somebody you know, much less than what your, whatever your per hour wage is yep. to do that for you. Right. So, you know, I think that's the first chasm to cross is that you have to figure out how can I, how can I get some of this routine things off of my plate so I can go back to doing where I really add value, which is, you know, selling to new customers, running a podcast, you know, being the talent as opposed to the tech. So what happens is that like yourself, you know, you can't clone Isar. You can't clone Jeff. And, you know, believe me, I tried, right? Believe I, I've tried to, I've tried I, to hire I'm, so many I'm people. I'm scared like, of just having one me. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, so what happens? So then you start thinking like, okay, I'm going to, you know, go to, I'm going to go to Southeast Asia and I'm going to find, you know, someone who's going to be able to do this stuff for me at $4 an hour, $5 an hour, $10 an hour, whatever it is. And the fact of the matter is, you know, they're also human, right? You know, and, they, and they're also, yeah. yeah, surprisingly, you know, so they also make some mistakes. They also make some, you know, sometimes do some boneheaded things, even though you put in every precaution, you wrote an SOP, you made a loom video for them. You showed them exactly how to do it. You sat with them on endless meetings, trying to teach them how to do it. You know, God bless these people for, you know, for sticking around, you know, with our attitudes and our, you know, the type of employment that we give them. But at the end of the day, you know, like there's, there's still a little bit of room for error. Now, I, I, I want to add to that, to something you said initially about ourselves. And I see every human being is the same way. We each have our zone of genius. And you want to let people be in their zone of genius because that's where they're going to shine. That's where they're going to have the motivation. That's when they're going to drive forward. You don't want to take somebody who's their zone of genius is doing X and then doing them, letting them do grunt work. And I don't care where they are in the world. So it doesn't matter where you're from, you want to let people bring the value that the human side of them can bring and not doing the stuff that you're talking about that we're going to talk about that you can automate. Exactly. You know, just to illustrate this, you know, this point really, really clearly, it, don't give a content writer, someone who likes writing blogs to write your social media, right? Even though you think like, wow, they can write a thousand words on any subject. And then you ask them to write two sentences on the same subject, and then they just fall down and it sounds corny. That's exactly the reason why, right? Just don't do it, you know, because yeah. uh, you, you really, what you really want to do is that you want to have a specialist doing what they're specialized at. You don't want to give the graphic designer, you know, writing work. You don't want to give, you know, like your, you know, your cute niece, you know, Hey, can you manage my paid account, my paid ads account for me? You, just, yeah. you know, just don't do it. You know, so that's why you bring in these specialists into your business, someone to handle the paid ad, someone to write the long form content, someone to write the short term, short form content, 
Sure. You know, whatever it is, you bring in the specialist, right? And that's really what they should be called, not virtual assistants at this point. Heard that I heard that a little while ago, and it's something I'm still trying to, you know, shift my thinking towards, but it makes absolute sense. Yep. They're not virtual assistants, they're specialists, treat them as such, right? So what happens when you think about what to automate, right? A lot of these, a lot of these activities end up being almost exactly the same. And what happens is that when you start thinking in the specialist mentality, right? That I'm going to get a graphic designer to do graphic design work. I'm going to get a paid ads guy to do paid ads work. I'm going to bring a, you know, administrative assistant to do administrative work. You st- then you start thinking like, okay, how can I make this go even quicker, right? Now, the same thing applies to the software, the technology stack that you use in your business, okay? If you want a piece of software, you know, like, you know, people that come from big corporate environments, they think of terms of like SAP, you know, you know, SAP processes where they, you know, where it's like, you know, you press one button and it onboards them and puts them in payroll and then it gives them health benefits and then it gives them access to the server and like all this stuff, right? That's great, but that's million dollar software, right? So you... You know, and you need a whole team just to run that kind of stuff. You know, sales, yeah. Salesforce yeah, yeah, is yeah. like another, is like another thing, is another tool of that caliber. So what happens? You end up working with the technology that does the best thing for you. So right now, the best tool that is sending out emails for me is, is active campaign, right? Can I use MailChimp? Can I use constant contact? Yeah, I can use any of those, but the one that, but the one that does, you know, exactly what I needed to do and when I need to do it is pretty much active campaign. Now, getting information in and out of active campaign, you know, some, the, the pathways into it, like getting, you know, a contact into active campaign, sometimes it's a pain in the ass. It's a, you know, you can use their form, but their form, for example, you can't put attachments. Right. So that's like a limitation. And then you're like, ah, you know, like, why am I, why am I using active campaign? You know, I should be using JotForm. But if you use JotForm, then you don't have the CRM and you don't have the automation. So you start, so you start breaking this up into, okay, what is my software specialized in? Right. Because active campaign also has a mini task manager. You can assign tasks to particular contacts. Right. But is that really a project management tool? right? Is that really something that you're going to use to run your entire business? I mean, you could probably make it work, but you'll be missing a lot of functionality, right? So what do people end up doing? They end up using something like Pipedrive. They end up using like their own, you know, maybe, uh, you know, attaching things to Google Sheets or, you know, things like that. What I'm talking about here is just very, very specialized software, right? Now, because of that, because all of the software is very specialized, you need to figure out like, okay, the other part of my business is that I need to schedule meetings. So active campaign does not have a calendar scheduler thing. You can create a form that says, please enter in your date and time, but that won't necessarily knock it into your calendar yep. in order to schedule it. And, right. And so we use to go to calendar. And you won't even check if you're available at that time or your exactly. colleagues are available or anything else. Yes. Right. So the specialty app that does that is Calendly, schedule once, book like a boss, all those, right? They all connect into your thing. So what happens? So you need to get information from silo A, your calendar, your calendar program into silo B, which is your active campaign where all the emailings go out. 
So, you know, to answer your question, basically what you need to do is that you need to find a way to get this, to get the right information into the right silo, into the right app at the right time. Right. And once you do that, then you can start thinking about, okay, how can I have this particular app do what it is specialized in? Calendly is great for scheduling calendar stuff and for collecting basic information, but I really need that in my CRM. So is my CRM going to be active campaign? Is it going to be some other, you know, some other tool, or am I just going to put it into an air table and, you know, see what happens? None of these apps were built particularly to talk to each other. So you need a translator, right? You need something to glue them all together. And once you realize just how cheap it is to put that together, then your mind starts racing of like, wow okay, wait a second, I can move this over there and do that and then trigger that thing to go send out those three emails. Whoa. So I I want to pause you for a second. I want to touch on two really, really important points uh, and then add something on my own. So the first point is what you said, and I never heard anybody put it in these terms and I absolutely love it. So the concept that I always apply to people of the zone of genius is applicable for software as well. And, you know, we like to call it best of breed, right? But I never actually thought about it. Okay, this software is the, its zone of genius is CRM or email automation, or if you're talking about big organization, right? Sales management, supplier relationships, customer service, each and every one of these little bits and pieces of your company has pieces of software that do very, very well. The cool thing today, and that's kind of like the other thing that you're talking about, is that there's incredibly good software to do each and every one of those things for stupidly low amount of money. So yes, you can go and buy SAP and spend a million dollars a year plus half a million dollars on the team that needs to manage it and the same thing for Salesforce. Or you can do all the things that these software does for four to $600 a year by picking and choosing the right pieces of software. And now you have a problem that you're talking about, which, okay, how don't I make everything work? Because when somebody signs up for a meeting with me, I want to be able to send them the relevant information for the meeting. I want to trigger a, an, an action that the team has to do in order to prepare for the meeting and so on. The, and, I, and I want to go for a second for the why. So like, okay, now we understand the problem. Part of the why is efficiency, right? That's the, that's the clearest one. Okay, I don't have to spend time copying and pasting and moving. The other thing that you talked about is you remove error. Because we're humans, we will make errors. We will forget things. We'll be mad about something and are not going to be well-focused. We're not going to sleep well. Some things are going to happen. We're going to forget stuff. So, so removing errors is another thing. The next thing is consistency. It guarantees that the same outcome will happen every single time. So you can know that, that when it's done today is the same thing as it's going to happen next week or three months ago. And, and that consistency builds the ability to scale. Because if you cannot do the same thing- I I love that. I love that. And I'll tell you why. You saw the movie, The Founder, right? With Michael Caden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The McDonald's This is the one about, you know, where he he plays Ray Kroc and, you know, he goes and he creates McDonald's. Now, why is it that, you know, me in Fort Lauderdale, I fly to Seattle or I fly to freaking Japan for that matter. And my Big Mac tastes nearly exactly the same. It's because of that consistency. It's because of that efficiency that frankly, his, you know, that his process pioneered, you know, why does it take, you know, some places 20 minutes to make a burger when he can churn them out, you know, in, uh, you know, in two minutes, 
you know, in bulk and get it to the person fresh. And it's always enjoyable no matter where you get it. Right. That is the way we need to be thinking about in our business. We need to be thinking about how can we deliver a consistent product, right? Now, let me zoom out a little bit, right? Because, you know, I'm sure your digital marketers are going to be listening to this and are going to be like, well, I only create custom websites. All right. Do you need to, let's say, so if you always create websites, I assume, and I'm going to just throw out a couple of assumptions here. I assume you only use WordPress, right? You don't, you don't create websites in WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, and that GoDaddy site builder, which everyone hates. No, yep. you zoomed in on one. And chances are you probably, you probably landed into one or two main templates or themes that are like your go-to themes and you know that they always work. You know, they're always supported. That's part of the efficiency. That's how, so you don't have to teach your team something new every time you just go in and you create it. Now the, the, the path to actually creating a website and putting one up on my server and having it connect directly. I mean, I can do that in about three minutes flat. I, I time, I time myself, right. You know, it's like, I can do that pretty quick. Cause you know, it's my server and I know exactly where to go. Whereas yeah. other people would be like, <laughs> I ain't touching that. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that stuff, but what happens, you know, it's like these actions are so mechanical that I, you know, I can do them in my sleep, but what if I could press a button, right? And since these are the same actions that are repeatable each and every time, why wouldn't I just press a button, go create, you know, and enter in the name of the domain and then all the, you know, the six different places I need to set all of a sudden I have a working WordPress website. Now I can get to work. Right. So I save myself three minutes. Right. Whereas if I give it to my programmer guy, he's going to do it in a half an hour. Or if I give it to somebody less experienced, it's going to take them two hours. Right. So, you know, you think to yourself, you know, that three minutes, like, dude, I can handle the three minutes, but it's the three minutes, the three minutes, the five minutes, the 15 minutes, and then you get interrupted and then the honeydew project. And then you got to go make yourself another coffee. And then you come back and then it's six 30 and you have to go read, read to your kids. Right. So, you know, that happens, right. You know, life sneaks up on you. you never happened to me. Only every other day. <laughs> Only every other day. Right. So, you know, so what happens? So you should be on the lookout for these efficiencies. You should be on the lookout for how you're going to get this stuff done. How are you going to get, you know, from point A to point B in the fastest way possible with the fewest number of mistakes. That's your why. Amazing. I love it. Great, great summary. So now that we understand the why and we understand the problem that we're trying to solve, let's talk about the how. Ah, so, the how? And, and, and the way I would love to do it. Okay. One word. That would be easy. Go with the one oh, word. Zapier. 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 Oh, by the Zapier. way, Zapier. You wanna, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we what? don't know how to pronounce that. Tomato, <laughs> tomato, whatever it is. I call it Zapier because it's probably wrong. And then people are making memorable. Right. But, <laughs> but that's no, but that's what it is because, and there are a few others out there, right? You know, let's be honest. There's Integramat and like, like two others, but whatever. Zapier is like the you know, like the king of the block and it connects yeah. to a lot of the things. So now, you know, when I'm looking at a new, at a new tool, like I was just at traffic and conversions a couple months ago and, you know, one of the conventions in San Diego. So you, there are all these providers in the, you know, in the room. And the, the first question, like, do you guys connect to Zapier? Because if you don't, I have no use for you. Yeah. I really have no use for it. I don't care how great your software is. If I can't get information in or information out programmatically, I have no use for you. Thank you very much for your time. So I want to stop just for, this, right? for the people who are listening who don't know what Zapier is. 
sure. uh, and I'm the tomato guy, so I, <laughs> I'll call it Zapier. The, for the people who don't know what that is, it's the glue of tools today, right? So it literally what it does is think about the kids' drawings and you had the bear and the honey and the carrot and the rabbit and the frog and the fly, right? And you needed to connect the two and that's what it does. So it knows how to take a name from one software and say, oh, that's a first name. Put it in the first name field in the other software. That's a phone number. That's an email. That's an event that happened. That, so using things that happen in one software, you can trigger actions in almost any other software that is commonly used out there today, which really allows magic to happen. And now that you gave the one word, I want to go through your onboarding process. So if I want to be, we didn't share that yet, but, but Jeff has an amazing, amazing podcast, The One Big Tip, where people give one big tip every time. In every interview, you're going to get one thing that you can actually use. But to get on the podcast, and those of you who don't know that it's a process. You need to find a guest. You need to schedule guests. You need to onboard the guests. You need to coordinate the meeting. You need to make sure they know how to start the camera and the microphone and how to join the call. Like there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. Walk us through your process. Which pieces of software do what? How do they connect? Where does it lead to? Because I think it will be amazing for people. For some people, it'll be too geeky. But I think even for these people, it's going to be, oh my God, I can really do all of that. So run with it. So let me just preface this by saying is that it's going to take me about five to seven minutes to walk through it. And okay. the actual actions of what actually happens takes about 20 seconds. <laughs> okay. So it's going to take me infinitely longer to explain this than what, than what actually does happen. All right. So first of all, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for mentioning that. It's the one big tip podcast. I'm looking for people to tell me their one big tip right? So what does that mean? And I put it all over the place. Your one big tip needs to be actionable, tangible, measurable. And it's not an idea. It's not a manifestation. It's not a, you know, it's not a dream. It's got to be something. It's got to be something that you can put to use and actually, and actually do something with it. Right. Yeah. So when I first started my podcast, I would just take anybody on and then I would get all these you know, these people that really didn't have a one big tip, you know, their one big tip was, Oh, you just need to think differently. Sorry, that's not a one big tip. And those, those for me just created really boring conversations. I didn't want to have those conversations, right? I'm not going to point you to those episodes, but you know, they're there. So what happened? So I, I put a form in front of it where, you know, where I make them articulate. All right, you know, what's your name, your email, your phone number, your LinkedIn. LinkedIn for me is important. And what is your one big tip? You know, the one big tip is actionable, tangible, and measurable. Please articulate it, right? I mean, you want to get on my podcast and talk about something, tell me what we're going to talk about, right? So what did that do? That allowed me to then intercept, right? To look at the form first before I give them my calendar, you know, my calendar in order to schedule, right? So that was the first time saver. And also it gives me, it gives me an opportunity to, you know, if they put in, you know, something like, oh, you just need to believe in yourself. Then I can kick it back saying, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, this, you know, this isn't something I, this isn't something we're going to talk about. I, I want to okay, pause for fine. a second. That should generalize it. Forms can be used for anything, right? So this example is for onboarding for a podcast, but this is good for customer service. It's good for a sales ordering. It's good for, for supply relations and, and supply chain manager, like forms automations are incredible, literally in any position you are in the company. Right. So think about what happens here is that someone fills out the form. Now they're in my mailing list, right? So now I can, you know, I can send them a thank you email. 
I can send them an email a day later automatically saying, Hey, did you do this? Did you do that? You know, did you check out this page? Did you listen to this podcast? Whatever it is. Right. So I like, I can keep them entertained while I'm thinking about whether I'm going to bring them onto this podcast or not. Right. So let's just go with the positive. Right. So, you know, this person fills out the form. I've already captured this information once I've already captured their phone number, their LinkedIn, and you know, I like it and I'm like, okay, so let's do it. So now I just add a tag, right. Saying, okay, this guy's approved. Then that kicks off. Then I have, you know, inside active campaign, I have automation that basically says, as soon as that tag appears, you know, send them another email that says, here's the calendar. Here's the calendar link. Right. Cause remember, I can just send them another form that says, fill out, you know, your preferred time, but that doesn't check against my calendar. It doesn't check against, you know, a whole bunch of other things. So when they get that, you know, then they're like, oh, great. You know, Jeff said, yes, you know, it's going to be great. So they fill out the calendar. So they fill out the, the, you know, the calendar piece and that's great. Right. You know, they fill it out and that's, and then here's where the magic happens because right when they book, I need to now set up the environment for the rest of my team to go to work because there's a lot, there are a few activities that need to happen before the call. There are a few activities that need to happen like the half an hour before the call. Then there are a few activities that need to happen, you know, like within the first half an hour after the call. And then there's all that processing stuff that we happen, you know, that happens later. All in all, it's about 20 steps, right? Of different things that need to happen. So for me, setting up the environment First of all, it bangs it onto my calendar. Then I have Zapier go out and find the original customer record for when he first filled out all that information, right? Then, then we go into Google Docs. So I have like a Google Docs phase, create the folder, right? Create the social media folder because we're going to, because we create social media for them. So we create a second folder as well, you know, on how to share the social media, the Zapier has a function that I can change the sharing permissions on that folder. So while you're there, already make it shareable, right? So that I don't have to go and remember to do it afterwards, right? Then I have a template, a Google Doc template that is, you know, that is ready to go and create this template inside the folder of the person that I'm going to interview. And basically what it is, is that it takes both the information that was captured initially, what's your one big tip, your LinkedIn, your name, email address, phone number, and the calendar information, and it merges it into this one template. Now, for me then, my preparation before the call is about a half an hour, right? Because I have this template now that's properly filled out, everything in the right place. My eyes don't have to go zooming around like it's all there. Now, and I, I want to pause it just a second again, just to generalize it, because people, I don't know if people understand how brilliant and amazing that is. So think about you have a client that you haven't ever spoke with. You've never met them. It's a business contact, right? And I don't care if it's a, it's a potential client, it's a existing supplier. It's somebody you want in your podcast. It's all the same, right? It's somebody that is somehow touching your business and without ever talking to them, you have a folder where you keep all your client records with a document that is the same format as always, that has connected information from multiple places and put this into one template that you can, with a glimpse of an eye, say, okay, I'm ready for my meeting. It's That's about it. Incredible. And, and again, the same could, could be an order form, right? For, for something that they want to buy. But instead of looking for like, okay, where they are, where do I need to ship it? How much did the item that it cost? What did they actually order? What was the description? What you know, email address do I need to send the confirmation? Like, 
all of that is in one place that is all systemized without anybody doing anything with zero errors. It's really magical. Right. So, you know, like you said, you can do this for, let's say, for example, you get some kind of physical order. You can create a template that then gets emailed automatically to your fulfillment center. Yep. Right. And go give them all the information that they need, you know, whatever it is. But wait, there's more. Right. Because <laughs> now all I did was create the Google, you know, the Google Drive environment. Right. And that's just where we store the information. That's just where we, you know, where I'm going to upload the audio to, where I'm going to put the images, you know, the guy's profile picture, whatever. Now I use another tool called teamwork, which is a project management tool. So it's no different than Asana, Basecamp, Monday, you know, the tools like that. We just use teamwork because that's what I've been using for the longest time. And then I create the environment in there as well right? So it creates the task list, it creates the task, and it goes in and creates all of the individual tasks that are all repeatable, right? Because every single podcast, I have to do the exact same thing. So now, once that is created, right? Last thing, last two things that it does is that it goes to my to-do list, which I use things, and it tells me, hey, Jeff, go friend this guy on LinkedIn, right? And then the last thing it does is that it uh, sends a message into a Slack channel, you know, that's private for my company and basically lets my world know, Hey guys, we got a new person coming up. Right. So what does that mean? So I have my writer go in and she's going to write the titles and the descriptions and everything before I go and interview this person. Right. Cause I read a quick intro on it. So I don't want to do, you know, like that work of uh, researching. I got to go to their website. Then I got to go to their YouTube and then I got to go to their LinkedIn and I have to like put all this together and like, think about, okay, what am I going to say about this guy? right? Let her do it. She's the, she's the content writer. She's supposed to be writing this stuff, right? And, you know, creating the episode art, right? All you need is the profile photo and like it's there. So we've already collected all that information, right? So what have we talked about now? We've talked about Google Drive, Calendly, Active Campaign, Teamwork, Things, and Slack, right? Six, six things that were glued together using using Zapier and it all happened in in a lot less time than it took me to explain the whole thing it's it's really really amazing and, and I think again I want to generalize it for a second we talked about all the silos before right instead of talking about the specific software we're talking about CRM slash ERP we're talking about email slash marketing automation we're talking about later on social media scheduling tools that needs to have the outcome of what these people generate you're talking about meeting and scheduling of stuff. We're talking about content hosting, right? That's your Google Drive is where you host all the content. We're talking about client, supplier, and internal communication capabilities. We talk about task and team and project management. And all of that happens without nobody touching it, without any mistakes in a split of a second while aggregating all the data accurately and really triggering all the different people that are involved in the process as well, right? So that person, like you said, okay, there's, I have a writer, I have a graphic designer, I have a, a social media person. They get everything already chewed up so they can focus where they can provide value versus on spending time on, on tedious tasks. Again, I think this is, this is amazing. And anybody who's not doing this today needs to start exploring this. And I know what people are thinking. Like, it's like, 
oh my God, how do I even get started? Ain't nobody got time for that, right? Yes. You know, you got to sit there and figure this out. So, so, you know, let's just talk about that. You know, for the ones that are like, okay, you just went way over my head. All right. Zapier is not a programming language. Yes. Okay. There's no code here. Okay. It's literally these blocks that says, you know, like the, the trigger, there's a new row in Google Sheets, or the trigger is there's a new contact in Active Campaign. So every time there's a new thing, so I mean, that's pretty much, you know, something gets triggered, then do what? Right? Then, you know, go to teamwork and create a task list that basically starts with the letter E for episode. And then I put XXX so that I'll know to go in and change it to whatever number it is, dash, and then the person's name. Right. Yep. So it, it customizes the whole thing for me and it works, you, you know, and you just sort of look at, okay, what can this do? So now I'm in the active campaign thing and I want to, you know, like when a new contact comes in, I already have all that content, all of that contact information there. Now I can pick and choose which pieces of that contact information I can send out to Slack, which one I can send out to Calendly, which one I can put on Google Drive, which one I can put on Teamwork, all of that. Yeah, and, and I think the thing is, for people who hasn't done this, and are, again, this is, sounds way too complicated, start with something small and simple that you do every day and that drives you crazy that you have to do it every single day. So I'll give you something small and simple. Whenever I have a number of, of Zapier recipes, right. That all they do is that when someone sits, so like, you know, I have different types of meetings, right. One is the podcast interview, but another is if someone wants 30 minutes of my time, you know, like here, go do that. Right. Yeah. You know, go fill out the Calendly thing, but I still want to be notified. Yeah. Right. I still want to be notified. So do the same action. So when it, when someone schedules something, send a direct message to Jeff on Slack. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And then boom, you know, like I, and I get, now I get all my messages in one place. Right. So, you know, you can do it to, I, well, you can't really do it to iMessage and you can't really do it to WhatsApp. So like my iMessage and my WhatsApp, those are like personal things. Those are, you know, that's how my yeah. kids reach out to me. Right. But Slack is business. I know anything that goes into Slack, I know is business related. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it, it, you know, and that's how I condition my team as well. It's like, yeah, I can message you on WhatsApp. You know, because everyone's got it. You know, my team's in all, you know, in different places all over the world. But, you know, if you know that Slack is for business and WhatsApp is for your personal, I don't need to be dipping into your personal life, right? I just want you to, I just want you to be notified that something is happening here and, you know, this is what's going on. So it makes this excellent notification feature. Yeah. So yeah, pick something that you do every day that, and, and just go to literally all you have to do is Google Use Zapier, and I'll use Jeff example, to connect calendar meeting to a Slack message. And you will find 50 videos on YouTube showing how to do that. And you will find the actual Zap, you call it recipe, they just call it Zaps, right? You will find the specific Zap ready to go because somebody already created it. You just log in to your calendar and you log in to your Slack channel and the rest will almost happen magically. So try this. And from there, you can grow to the magical things that Jeff is doing now, connecting literally anything to anything in the business. Jeff, this was really incredible. I think what you're doing is really, really amazing. As a tech geek, I find it really cool as well. If people want to find you, learn more about you, find the podcast, connect with you, use your agency, how do they contact you? Sure. So the best way is just my name, jeffmendelson.com. 
So there I have uh, coaching information, information about my mastermind. And of course the podcast, you can listen to, you know, the episodes are about uh, 10 to 20 minutes in length. Asar is going to be on there featured soon. So, you know, that's going to be fun as well. Yes. And, keep that one. I don't know if. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, jeffmendelson.com. That's the best place to reach me. Amazing. Thank you so, so much, Jeff. You got it, man. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me on. Brilliant, right? The level of automation and the level of sophistication of the things that Jeff is doing is absolutely incredible. And I really, really enjoy it. I'm going to obviously implement some of the things in my business. And speaking of my business, you know, we talked a lot in this episode about producing content and distributing content and so on. This is what we do as a service for companies. At Be The Stage, we create live talk shows for large and medium-sized businesses in order to get their voice out, connect with more clients, build authority, scale relationships and meaningful relationships, build the community around them. When we really do all the heavy lifting and they really show up for one hour a week to have fun and host guests in a live talk show, if that's something you think can help your business grow, and we're doing this today in multiple industries, please reach out to me. Either just fill up the contact us form on bethestage.live or find me on LinkedIn, Isar Metis, I-S-A-R-M-E-I-T-I-S. I'll be glad to chat, tell you what we're doing and help you out in any way. And thank you so much. Until next time, have an incredible week. Your business growth is my number one priority in this podcast. To do that, I want to bring the biggest names that I can and get you practical tips as frequently as possible. And you can help. Visit Apple Podcasts right now, subscribe, download, rate, and review the podcast, and I would really appreciate it. And if you want my number one tip for business growth acceleration, visit growthaccelerator.biz right now.